Hello and welcome to the Holy Coach Rest. Um, my given name is Stephanie. You might know me as the artist named Pookie or the Holy Culturist. And I am here um, with Jessica. And I actually know very little about her. As I was doing that, I was like, but I want to call her Jess or Jessie. And I was like, oh my God, I don't even know her nickname. She's on my podcast right now. So just to introduce um, introduce you in a way where you have a given name, but that's not really how I sense you. Um, I was thinking about who I wanted to bring forward on my podcast as like a first guest. And I thought of, if I were to bring up someone who I already know everything about or a close friend, and I already come with assumption and I already know their perspective and it, it feels, it can feel a bit safe or it can feel more friendly or it could become more personalized and specific to our story. And um, I wanted to challenge myself to invite someone on that I felt like um, had a different perspective that also feels like challenges mine in some way, whether it heightens it, deepens it, expands it, widens it, or has it turned left, you know, like it's just, I feel like every single time I hear, um, I want to call you Jess, whenever I hear Jess share, <laughs> I'm always like, oh, that's the response I have. And when I, when I feel that sensation, I automatically want to do something with that sensation because I know there's something for me to learn. Um, and so I invited you here and I'm so grateful for your yes. So welcome to the Holy Culturist. And um, I would love just to have you introduce yourself however you wish. And what do you, what do you like to be called? Hmm. Jess is perfect. I feel like Jesse is, is the, the younger version of me. Mm. Every now and then when I'm writing to like my younger version or my inner child, I will call her Jesse. And, but I never really will call myself that otherwise. But Jess is, is fine. That's usually Jess. It's like the simplest version, uh, Jessica, too. But Jess is usually what I, I'm called. So I'm Jess. Hi, everyone. This is my first time doing a face-to-face -face podcast. <laughs> I'm usually like talking at the sky, and which I probably will be anyways. Mm -hmm. But um <laughs> Yeah, so who am I? Um, so yeah, I'm Jess and I work online right now with some beautiful souls, some beautiful earth mamas, fairy mamas, just people with a lot of badass energy. And they really, <laughs> they really bring me, um, they raise the bar for me. Because if, if there's anyone listening and if you mentor anyone, if you're a teacher and you work with like students or people one-to-one, -one, um, you probably know and understand that the people that you talk to and work with teach you more about yourself, <laughs> especially if you're open to hearing the feedback. So yeah, right now I, I work online helping people in their businesses um as well as in their healing journey because i find that running a business or the entrepreneurial journey is really one and the same so as you're working on your business you're working on yourself and there's just such a reflection there and um yeah so i'm 28 now and i started yoga when i was 20 and then that was kind of like the heartbreak open to my 
own wowness of life and my own stuff. Um, and then, yeah, eight years later, what I was doing part-time evolved into full-time. And now I'm just really aligned with the work I do. So I take a little bit of meditation, embodiment practices, um, a lot of Reiki and really communication and, and talking, holding space for others. So it's a little bit of everything, but at the base of it, at the core of it is God and love. And that's where I find the work is, is like listening and allowing and yeah, seeing it all unfold. So that's a long intro about me. <laughs> Love it. Beautiful. Yeah, and there's been uh we were we were connecting before this. This is like the first, you know, time we've actually connected in real time too. We did some voice notes back and forth on Instagram. It was like pretty um it was like we're still confirmed for tomorrow, yes. I'm like, yep, and we kinda have a topic, you know, it's just about the flow and the energy and let's just see what's here and all of the things and when, when we were starting to connect, I was like, I, in my mind, I was like, Steph, don't dive in because you're just going to start getting into the podcast and you're going to, you're going to miss pressing record like half the time when I'm with someone who's just another, um, you know, whatever the word is, teacher, seeker, facilitator, healer, like someone who, um, is able to connect in to, you know, God in love. There is something about it where halfway through the conversation, I'm like, someone should be writing this down. Or I'm like, I wish, I wish this, you know, I just want to like ripple it into the veins of humanity. So uh, that's kind of what the holy culturist really is, is like, okay, can we make a ripple? So this is our ah, ah calling you all to just, you know, whatever's here to unravel, um, to unravel. Um just gave me so many good ideas. Like I, I never even thought of filming a Zoom call and having it as a podcast and just, or even just having a, a moment with a client be like, hey, would you wanna be a feature on my podcast as we do your session? And I'm like, two birds at one stone. Right? Do it. Recycle content. Yes, it's literally like, I mean, yeah, it's a podcast. It's going to be audio and, uh, you know, it probably be in the holy school and it will be on YouTube and we can just share it, you know, and I think, you know, there's something about embodiment workers that I think is left out of podcasts um, because I, you don't have to look here. I probably will close my eyes and, you know, you'll see my hands flying everywhere. I think it's important to see like how to sit in this conversation because these types of conversations are the ones that we might dream of at our dinner table that we might wish that others were able to witness. Um, I know that, you know, I can say things and process things and really dive into things when I have someone really looking at it with me. But if I go to articulate it to the person that the trigger is with or the wall is with all of a sudden my tongue's tied like a freaking cherry end or something. And I'm just like, la, 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 and it's all coming from trigger and fear. And I didn't say anything I wanted to say. So there's almost like an evidence in this too, to be able to come back to what did I really learn there? Because we so easily can go back to unlearning because it's so easy to go back to what is standard or what is routine or what is, you know, instead of letting it unravel and truly unravel until we fully get to whatever's next. And I think um, integrating that, that transition from phone call with you to then their life, so much can be lost. 
Yeah. It's the same yeah. for me. I'm like, I just had, I found all the answers and I can just walk inside and go up to the person and be like, I'm hurt still. <laughs> like, I don't have anything to say that's protective. <laughs> yeah. and, that's, and I think that's like, that's like the best thing that we could do is like, you know, just talking to someone else can like open a doorway of like, oh, wow, I didn't know I could say that. I didn't know I could say it that way. Or, or even just the illumination of, oh, wow, that person has totally been disrespecting me. And I just have been taking it because I didn't realize. Mm-hmm. You know, until you have someone to be like, you know, put that mirror up for you. And, and it's not always going to be that person that triggered you. Because <laughs> like, there's just too much energy there to, to see it in the moment. Yeah. Yeah, the, the the thing that we almost went off on earlier is like, you know, when action happens and I'm, you know, responding like, I just feel this heartbreak and I think it's happening in the collective. So if you're in heartbreak, um, hi, welcome, and you're not alone. And the heartbreak is when I said I was checking in, it was with, with Jess was like, yeah, it feels like heartbreak. And it also is like, I can very easily make it the most healing experience when my intention is clear, you know? And so... Um, when we were talking about, I was like, I had to, you know, every reaction I'm having isn't even to the thing that's happening in front of me. It's so much more deeply weaved. And I don't, I don't know how present or knowledgeable we are in being able to take that blame or projection of self or history or whatever off of that face to actually take responsibility because, you know, um, I come from a past of of abuse and oppression. And so, so easily can I project that when that's not even the intention. And so easily the littlest thing can have me feel like my whole world is upside down because I have some triggers and I have some wounds. And how I flip it is now I'm a caged animal that is like, you're letting me free. I'm going to bite. So I become just as, 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 uh, as volatile, as poisonous as the thing that happened originally to the person that didn't even mean to do anything. So it's like this everlasting thing until we start to be able to identify that all of these things are happening actually are just nothing to do with the person on the other side. We all come from God and love. Like what, you know? Like what, what is that? I, I feel like the nothing is a little extreme, but I feel like it's true though, because, you know, I was just on a call with a client and, you know, and she, and she's a therapist too. So, so, you know, to get to her center, to get to her heart, you know, it took six sessions to get to the juice, you know, and by six sessions, you know, we're done with our, <laughs> we're done with our mentorship. But that was the thing. She was just taking that on where it was like, no, but you know what? I have to look at my own. No, I have to look at my own. And I'm uh-huh. like, you have to recognize that what this person is doing is actually wrong. So, so it depends on the situation. Thank you for bringing that in. I have the tendency to be like, okay, Steph, you got this, you know, like spiritual warrior. My oh, answer is always in, how can I just up my spiritual game so that I can like encompass and hold more and take more and be stronger and, and all of those things. And there's something like, yeah, I shouldn't say nothing. Thank you. I say these really 
bold words like all and nothing and always and never and I say them very casually and and I've done it in the podcast like ooh responsibility in my language like you know words are so powerful I think when you have a strong personality there is that like especially I think you know yeah there's just like also us on this call there's just like a lot of like lying at energy like crawling on the floor and like growling and rolling around in the sand and like that's all I do like every night every other night at least when it's like nice here in Florida <laughs> and it's just like the sun setting anyway so like I feel that energy in the space but but that that's how we can get is that like all or nothing it's like fight me or or like I'm out like fight me or like I'm out like <laughs> you know and it doesn't I'm learning that it doesn't have to be that way mm. it doesn't have to be like and I actually created this chart it's like it's like the the wounded child or the bitch and then in the middle is like the empowered you it's almost like the neutral like has yeah, yeah has not given away power and has not taken power yeah. I think there's something about like, I know my voice. I got my voice. Let me share my truth. And it's just so violating to everyone else. I'm like, well, now you're just taking other people's power away. And so it's like the overemphasis of. Yeah. Where it's like, can we, it's like, how do we bring all, all that back to center and that same diagram, like I'm going to put it in like a little canvas slide, Mm. but that same diagram is like the extreme of like, you know, like the extreme of all or nothing, or there was another one I wanted to explain. It's, I have so many notes in my phone of like, you know, you, this probably goes, you probably do this stuff. You know, you I have the voice phone. note, like, da, 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 da. Yeah. 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 You're like, oh my gosh, I got to write this down before I lose it. Oh, I got like 4.30 AM this morning. It was like, God's telling me like, like three, oh, escaping. It's like, so yeah, that was that was the thing. If you were to look at like a little pendulum or something, you have the middle as being empowered and then one side is like running away and escaping and then the other side is avoid like um like not saying a thing. Mm. So so it's like how can we be in the middle with effective communication as well as like being in our power. So it's just so interesting. I think all the puzzle pieces of my life and all the things that I've been through, like coming to, it's like the puzzle pieces are coming together and at the same time breaking apart. And speaking of heartbreak, like I'm reading, have you ever read Attached? I have. Okay, it's about uh, relationship styles. So we have avoidant, anxious. Oh, yes, yes. I'm an anxious. Yeah, I'm a little bit of both. It depends on who it is. But it's really is like giving me like, oh, wow, that's why I act like that. Ooh, that's why that person acts like that. That's why my relationship was a roller coaster. Roller coaster. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, so I'm witnessing all of that. And I'm just like, ugh. <laughs> I hear that. When after you said that, though, I was like, uh, well, I haven't really read it fully. And I feel like I assumed it. And I also assumed it a while ago. I feel like it's a moment choice. I'm a fight or flight or, or like I'm a push and pull. I think I'm a little of both obviously, but, um, yeah, there's definitely, yeah. And the tie between them is so crazy how we magnetic, like the magnetic between let's try and heal the wound of our attachments. 
oh, well, I think that's what I'm in now. It's like, well, how do I heal this need to be away and avoid? But I think there's also this, and my friend pointed this out. He's like, well, maybe you're also listening to your intuition where it's saying like, hey, you don't really need to hang out with that person. So, so it's not, so I'm over here trying to conceptualize where it's, he's saying like, well, maybe it's just a little sign that you're getting better with listening mm-hmm. where you're, you're following what God wants you to follow, but it feels uncomfortable because it's a new pattern and it may not necessarily be you're avoiding. It might just be you're, you're getting out of something that you're not supposed to be in. And I'm like, Ooh, okay. <laughs> That's, I mean, if we think about, you know, like really coming back to self and listening, like sometimes that pulls us away, right? Like if we like really feel called to be with someone when we listen with self, then, you know, I'm curious what the voice sounds like when you pull away. Is it from a place of like needing, like, what is the tone of it for you? Yeah, it's, um, so what the voice it's like it's like I honor the voice mm. but then there's almost a part of me that wants to like snatch it back like go back on what I said so the voice is almost it's like the first voice is like yeah no sleepovers with men the first voice is no sleepover tonight like you want to be with yourself just like honor that okay yeah. and then and then you have the other person that's like over there, like, oh, like, you know, well, you know, it's closer to my work and, you know, I'm kind of lonely and, you know, it'd be fun to have a sleepover. And then I'm over here, like in my head, I'm like, I'm not, I don't want to be the one that, you know, starts pleasing in a way. There's one thing, there's a few things happening. It's like, I don't want to be the one to give in to the stuff that you have to work on, right? Like Mm -hmm. your own need for companionship and loneliness. Because when I go to look at me and I'm like, I, I, that's an older version of me. Whereas right now it's like, I wanna be myself. I love being with myself. So the, you know, and then that little bit of like picking up on his stuff, you know? So, but then the next day I woke up. So I honored my own boundaries where I was like, I wanna go home and no, we're not having sleepover, right? Um, meanwhile, this is, this is a friend that, that it's a safe, it's a secure attachment style friend too. So when someone is a secure attachment style and you're like anxious or avoidant, there's no up and down roller coaster. There's no emotional whirlwind. It just is what it is. So Mm -hmm. it's really unfamiliar for me. Mm. So I'm like, not really into it, but at the same time, that's what happens when there's a secure attachment. It's like, there's not that many weight. There's not that many waves. Yeah. You know, I've thrived on the waves, the emotional roller coaster. So now I'm reprogramming where, where I'm like, Oh, okay. So that's just a little backstory of that. So anyways, the next day I woke up and I was just like feeling really weird. And I was like, I need to cry. I need to let this out. You know, I didn't want to talk to anyone. And this is where I kind of like pull back a little. I'm like, I don't want to talk to that person. I don't really want to hang out with them that much. So that's like a little bit of that, like avoidant part. But then the part of me that's like, well, you also hung out with a lot of people this week and you also need your alone time, right? Yeah. I cried, I processed it. And what came through was like the abandonment 
and rejection wounds of if I stand behind what I want, will this person not want to be my friend anymore? Yeah. 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 Because if it's a deep honoring of that time alone and and it's, and if it's not so, you know, black and white of like you, you're being pulled away from this person in particularly because you're not supposed to hang out with him. But what, what if it's, what if it's simply like in this moment, I, you know, you have a desire to be with me and I don't have a desire to be with you. And I know it's more convenient for you to be here. And I'm going to trust that you'll still be my friend and we'll still be able to do the sleepover some other time when it feels like we're in alignment. Right. And there's so much fear. And like, I know when I set a boundary and then like, <laughs> My husband, he is a, I have, we have rings on our fingers and we have vows, you know? And I'm like, he walks away. I'm like, was that okay? Oh my God. And I, ah, I set a boundary. And I feel like, and I, you know, it's this thing of like letting it happen. When you were talking about your, the graph that you were making back and forth of, you know, the inner child and um, the bitch, you know? Um, the wounded child. The wounded child and the bitch. And, and, um, when I think of the empowered, like the neutral, like the holy, the sovereign in the middle. And, um, I think of like, when I go and have those moments and I like deliver whatever there is, there's like an excerpt of energy of something. And then it's like, it must be responded to or like something yeah. and it doesn't. And all of a sudden I am totally on one or the other, you know, it's like so much of like a moment by moment of like, I don't think I'm ever going to stay here, but do I have to go all the way over here or do I have to go all the way over here? How can I just like, yeah. Ooh, I always try and teach that. Like, can you just move and shake yeah. it and be like, Whoa, that was not what I was expecting. Okay, cool. Letting go of all the attachments and all the shit what's my next action? You know, like what's my next move or what's my, what's my response instead of being a reaction? Well, I love that analogy. Like I think of it as the pendulum, right? Mm -hmm. um, and that's the thing. It's like checking in with yourself so that you don't swing so far to the left. And this is with anything, you don't swing so far to the left that, that what happens, you know, you're going to have to swing so far to the right and then you're going to swing back. And then, you know, it's, so it's the manicness. Yeah. <laughs> You want to catch it before you, you know, really go to the deep end because then you're just going to go to the exact other deep end. <laughs> totally. The thing that's bubbling up in me to support me in doing that is that I feel like when I feel really empowered, I, I also have a sensation of knowing that like I can get off of it. And there's like a huge responsibility and weight to stay there instead of allowing the even just like, I might get triggered for a moment and need to like take a breath and, you know, like be like, oh, that sucked. That was your response. Okay, hold on. You don't like to even be like, I just need a moment, you know, instead of going, just flopping and being so disappointed or hurt by whatever the reaction was. So for me, it feels like um, a less amount of responsibility to like come with a perfect whatever, right? If we're really empowered and sovereign and neutral, we don't need to do much there. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's also, I mean, I'm just going to speak from what happens with me is that when I feel good and I'm in that alignment, there's almost this like, you know, it's like, okay, can I, can I be more like, can I, mm -hmm. can I ride this high? And, and then like, and then it drops. And then also knowing that it, it's okay if it drops, right? Like it's okay if it changes, it's okay if it fluctuates. But, but like, can I be in the fluctuation too? Instead and, of chasing it and then falling. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah. 
something but and then it comes back to like wanting something that's not even there and it's like well how can I be in what is now and just like enjoy it and like and revel in it ra rather than like you know on to the next I want to go higher I want to go higher and then and then it drops and then it's like wait I want to get it back and it's like no <laughs> I've been doing this practice recently, um, especially when on purpose and feeling really empowered. I feel like that's when people tend, uh, well, I'm just going to speak from personal experience, when, when I tend <laughs> to spin out people, all of us, all of humanity yeah. does it. Yeah, I, uh, I tend to spin out when I'm really passionate and I don't take breaks to acknowledge like what has happened or what I've created or... Like, this is the thing that, you know, like, let's go ahead and I'm going to take a moment to actually like sit with this being done. Great. And like, what did I just learn? Let me just witness it. Let me enjoy it. Like, take that breath to then be like, okay, cool. What's next? Instead of just being like, and there's more and I can keep doing and I can keep going and all the things. It's like, whew, okay, cool. Like that, it's just so needed for me or, um, or, you know, I'm done for. Can, can we integrate it? That's what I'm trying to do is like mm -hmm. integrate between the, you know, the big creative sparks or the big moments of our life. Can we have the integration process after that so that we can be like, okay, all right, what am I, where am I moving to next? Yeah, totally. I, I have a, I have a question for you. It's been this distinction I've been playing with um, for a while now. And as a deep creator, um, I feel like um, it would be just cool to hear from you about it. But I read this book um, and it's like fun, been said in a bunch of different ways of like the balancing act of when we're in deep creation, it is source for destruction to be happening at the same time, that balancing act. And I witness it a lot within me and a lot of it's like in art, you know, like I, as I'm creating, there's like a deep, it's kind of like a painful process in creating big projects. Um, and sometimes, you know, like I do my best to cleanse and release and do all of that other stuff. Cause I can just sense both. Um, but I'm always curious about like how that process of deep creation is. Um, if you relate to it, if you feel it, how you deal with it, um, just kind of that process. Um, cause, uh, as someone who, um, has manifested what many people want to do and continue to manifest, um, I think it's important to speak about that process. Like creating something out of nothing is what what we do yeah yeah it's so interesting I actually just picked up, picked up the book wild creative um, I don't know if you've ever read it Jim. I haven't should I oh my gosh so good Tammy Lynn Kent um, I ended up reading wild feminine actually I listened to it on the audible and then this is like the masculine version of Ooh. wild feminine. so it's called a wild creative and it's more of the container for the creativity. So it talks about the cycles and how to honor your cycles and then attune. So so everything is like a, a patterning, right? Like the internal patterning or core. So so if you want to change something in your life, you have to change the core patterning around it, around it. So like that's why like embodiment practices, rituals, movement are really powerful because it invokes, you know, and and then there's this like internal. Um, rewiring that takes place but I just happened to you know have that read like a chapter right before I got on this call mm. actually bringing me into that you know portal again to, because we're, I'm moving into um, month two in the 
in the Blossom Business School. So the Blossom Business School is four months long, earth, water, fire, air, and then ether is like the, the container, the, the holding of it all, right? So I'm coming up to water and I'm filming. So when I film for, for my offerings, for my classes and programs, that is a creative cycle. So I'm going through that process and what that looks like is, is <laughs> it's funny because it's like, it sounds so simple and I'm actually creating, you know, a class around how to, how to design and how to, how to design an offering and how to go through your creative process and honor the flow. Cause it, it is a flow and, and like, you know, you're an artist, so you know how it is when you're like, actually depleted and there's there's just no juices flowing and that's why like space and time with ourselves are so important so my process really with filming um is i like to do a template i like to have my journal templated out what do i want to share what do i want to talk about and um give me one sec <laughs> truck Okay, a little pause. I was outside and my balcony is getting loud because it's lunchtime here. Um, but yeah, so my process is writing it down on paper and just getting it all down. And then as soon as I start to gather, you know, that outline, it's like throughout my days, more comes. You know, you get that download while you're driving and then while you're at the beach. And it's just like, you know, a lot comes through when I'm when I'm watching the sunset, when I'm at the beach, just like playing. Um, you know, being spontaneous, like I'll get like a whole post to, you know, a whole post for Instagram or a whole lesson, right? And then, so so there's like this gathering process. And it's so funny because Tammy Lynn Ken talks about this process. And so reading it by her putting it into words, I'm like, oh, wow, that's so interesting. That's kind of my process. And so I have to like find the page and tell everyone about it. But uh, <laughs> essentially- there's a gathering, writing it down and just like continuing to be in that flow. And then when it gets to filming, I have to film um, when I feel like it. You know, sometimes it's like, okay, I know I have to film tomorrow, but I have to, it's like a priming. You have to prime yourself to get into that. It's like a, you know, like a little pregame <laughs> to your creative party, right? So what I do is like, I do it in the morning usually, or I'll take myself out and go to like a park but I have to go through my own like rhythm and flow in the morning and I can't look at my phone I make sure I can but like sometimes it throws me off and then like the creative juices that were flowing I just all that energy that was about to go to creating the video now goes into like talking to my assistant or or, or talking on Instagram or answering my clients and then and then it's lost. Now it's in the now I'm in the work portal versus the creative filming portal. So it's really important to like, you know, and this could be with any project is to like prime the space and limit distractions and then just get to it to the point where like, you're like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, I've had my fix. And then, you know, I filmed yesterday, the day before and, and I was like, okay, I have to set this aside. I'm done. I did great work, but I have to set it aside and then I'll have to revisit it and like kind of review it because sometimes you know how it is. You don't even know what you even said. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
So that is like a creative process with me and like work filming stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I find that finding the flow and knowing the flow can change. I'm such an advocate of daily practice. And I think the thing that we tend to do is like, well, I didn't do the journaling and I haven't done journaling in months. Well, maybe the current daily practice isn't in journaling. Right. So like, it's always that question of like, what do we need right now? How does my body want to flow? And like, sometimes I find myself waking up at three in the morning and having these really long, lonely mornings that are like quite beautiful because that's what I needed just to like sit with self watch the sunrise and like make coffee and write or do whatever I was doing move around all morning I don't know but I've been challenging myself instead of the go-to of like cool what how do I want to flow like what is the flow of me today and like it could be anything like I know what I normally do and what is this morning and it's been really great and challenging and imperfect but it's been nice for my energetics to listen to them and it's been leading to less burnouts of the creative process um I love that you're like okay cool I did great work and you know like I'm done and I'm putting it down for a second I think that's so and I do it so easily in art where I'm like this needs to breathe and I can just walk away but there's other things that don't feel so easy to do that, you know, when it's structure. Maybe it's like the Virgo in me. I don't know. Oh, what's your, what's your signs? I'm a Virgo and Aries and a Cancer. I'm a Virgo, like, by, like, first. What are Wait, you? stop. <laughs> what are you? Wait, I'm an Aries sun, a rising Virgo, and a Cancer moon. No way. <laughs> Yeah. Whoa. I love that. That's so crazy. Mine are just all switched around. Yeah. <laughs> just weave differently, but with the same planets at our tails. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I would love to see what the rest of your chart looks like. That's so funny. I have that huge reading that we got and it was so beautiful and it was so abundant that I was like, I feel like I'm going to reread this like seven times and find something new about myself every single time. It's so funny you say that because I've been thinking about that reading and I never even finished it. I know. I was like, come back. I flagged it. We both, so how Jess and I both met was actually through a really beautiful coaching program. Um, and it's actually one of our contributors at the Holy School, Ashley Seymour. And um, she is just like majestic. And um, she brought a bunch of women together to, to do just, you know, practice all of the ways of healing together to see what stuck out, what we wanted to learn more about, what we wanted to practice. It was a really cool space to come to once a week where um, we got to be together. And that's how we know each other. And we got these really abundant astrology readings with it. And they were so juicy. And it was one of those where I feel like I'm going to go once a month and be like, read one more paragraph and be like, that's what I needed today. You know, it's one of those, like, it's now turned into an intention pulling paragraph. <laughs> it's so good. Yes. I'm definitely after this call, after this um, podcast, I'm going and diving deep into that. I love astrology. I listen to my girl every week that's for a little amazing. update. <laughs> Amazing. Beautiful. Well, as far as um winding, does it feel good to start winding this down? Yeah. You the boss. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, do you want to tell them how they can reach you, how they can see you, how they can hear you in all the ways? Yes. Let's do it. 
Mm, they talked about such good things. Um, <laughs> I don't know what we talked about, but I can't wait to re-listen. <laughs> yeah, we talked about some good things, which everything has like another branch. Like, totally. <laughs> we could have gone on all of the things, right? And I'm like, well, there's a snippet of all of the things we could talk about. Part two, you know, part two is coming. Totally. We'll see what happens then. <laughs> um, but yeah, so mostly I am on Instagram and my email list as well. But Instagram at Jess Moroz, M-O-R-O-Z. And I am currently in launch process for Blossom, the intuitive business school, which is it's created for women. It doesn't mean that men won't jump on the bandwagon at some point. Um, but I created it to honor the cycles of nature and then our creative cycles, as well as the cycles of being a woman. Um, and it relates to our spiritual spirituality, our healing journey, and then reflected into our business and our relationship. Because when you run a business, you know, how are you bringing in money and what is your relationship to your clients and what is your relationship to money and your intentions and your mission. So we're in month one right now and still signing people up until probably a few more weeks, but whenever you're going to listen to this, um, Blossom Business School will be available. Um, it's going to be turned into a course soon, but it's currently a one-to-one -one mentorship where there's two options. There's a sunflower package and the white rose. So depending on how much one-to-one -one time you want, you pick that, you pick which one you want. So um, that's my current shenanigans current vibe um and then i just do like drop in monthly reiki classes or like a reiki circle and then um blossom biz master class so you'll get like a little taste test in a master class of what i teach in blossom um i would say more of a condensed taste test like <laughs> you know if you were to like simmer down like a broth you get a condensed version for like a really awesome price. And cause some people just want a spoonful, you know? Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, Reiki school is coming in the fall um, where I will be leading people in level one and possibly level two training. Last year is called Healing the Healer. So this year we'll see what wants to come through for the name and theme. And yeah, so that's kind of what's happening on my end and I appreciate you all for listening, for being so present. And I thank you, beautiful sunshine, for having me. Mm. Thank you for saying yes. And if yeah. you have any calls to join us um, and me on this podcast, to join Jess and all the things that she's doing, to join the Holy School, I've been talking about it all over the place. So if you don't know about it, you can just go listen to a previous episode or just go to theholyschool.com. Holy spelled weird. The word whole and holy combined, just squished together. W-H-O-L-L-Y. That's how we spell holy here. Um, and if you made it to the Holy Culturist, you know how to spell it because it's the how we spell Holy Culturist too. <laughs> so uh, with that, I love just to end it with um, any 
Anything that we wish to tell humanity, any last reminders, it could be in prayer form, it can be in affirmation form, it can be in whatever, um, but just to take a moment. Um, thank you for listening and whether you made it all the way through, whether you've listened to this, whether you have not, um, I intend for whatever this, whatever comes to be felt by you because you are whole and holy and you are loved. Um, and, uh, what I wish for you to know today, and Jess, I'll ask if there's anything you want to wish for them to know, but what I wish for you to know today in this moment is that everything that feels hard that is in front of you is handed to you divinely for you to know how powerful and magic and majestic and everlasting, um, and powerful that you are. It is made for you, and I'm sorry if the hardness hurts, but you have the medicine to heal self, and to then those that you love that are around you, you can simply transport, transfer it to them into their own bloodstream so it goes into their hearts. So any obstacle, if you can turn them into quests, um, they are here for you. And with that, yeah. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that was so beautiful. Um, so, what I would like to offer and share a little drop of wisdom for humanity. is to always come back to your heart, Mother Nature, and the silence. Because the silence is where we hear God. And yeah, we still hear and feel Him in the chaos. But I find that the juice and the medicine is really in the quiet. So there's this song, Speak to the Silence, by Will Regan. And I find when we are in silence, we're in connection, deeper, even deeper connection. So be in nature, be in silence be in your heart. Amen. Amen. Now go kick ass today and ciao for now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.